0: The Big 12 Bowl recap show edition of the Big 12 Experience on the Sports Big Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast, brand new YouTube page The hockey guys are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register today at com slash HGP. everybody to the big 12 college experience part of the sports giving Podcast network monday january the second happy new year everybody happy college football playoff happy college football national championship between the michigan wolverines and washington huskies if you're wondering who you're listening to i am money line mac aka the former former video coordinator for bob huggins and frank martin and we're gonna dive into the big 12 bowl recap and look ahead to what it means for next year but first up Next man up in the box. He was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family names. Iowa. He lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. A walking contradiction. He is rambling. Rush. Rush, what's up, man?
1: Hey, getting ready for a uh, good time to recap the bowl games. I guess Big 12 football season's officially over. Big 12 basketball season starts uh this Saturday. Of course, a couple teams in there got want to get a win before the Big 12 uh season starts. I guess an easy win, a, a get right game, but perfect time to talk some some college. Football bowls.
0: Yeah, tis the season. It is over the bowl season, basically. Uh, third man in the box. He's oh. the green mowing weed growing. He is the Big 12 guru. He is Troy tuning. Troy.
2: Horns we, down, my uh, man. We uh <laughs> we finally got a Texas loss outside of Oklahoma, which it's <laughs> funny. They only lost to left-handed quarterbacks. Like whether they were yes. starters or backups, all the backups they played all year, the two lefties they played got him. Um we got a big Caps Pens game tonight so In Pittsburgh at least we got at least we got something road. going on there yeah uh but besides that very fitting that the uh the Big 12 finish 5 and 4 as their bowl record almost right down the middle just very average slightly above win some you don't expect lose some you don't expect pretty typical
1: well, I think we need to count the Arizona as a Big Twelve win and not the Oklahoma as a Yes. Loss. So let's
2: <laughs> selective I, counting there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, there we go. Hack that and one then on we,
2: the SEC, and we'll take the win. Like you tacked the loss yeah, of Oklahoma oh yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Texas yeah. loss on. The yeah, SPC we'll we'll tack we that. take to the Arizona.
1: SEC. Yeah, I think that's that's only fair. Seems
0: right. I I could I completely agree. That's what that's what the SEC does. They were ready to claim Texas if they won last night. Um, but Texas did not win. And let's talk about let, let's go from most recent to the beginning, because it's the most recent in everybody's mind. Texas falls to Washington. Um, almost one of the greatest comebacks in college football history, to be honest. Washington completely shit down themselves down the stretch. 37 31. I'll give it to you, Troy, to lead off your final thoughts on the final time we will basically talk about Texas. Well, we're still going to talk about Texas, I guess, in the grand scheme, and uh, we do a basketball. But from a football standpoint, we don't have to fucking talk about Texas anymore. But what was your thoughts on the game last night, Troy?
2: Well, when we were doing the the actual New Year's Eve, uh, our little – I guess it wasn't little on YouTube. It ended up being like a a four-and-a-half-hour-long show with – Kramer and Sean and Colby from the main channel. We were really convinced that Penix was going to go over pretty much every one of his, his passing numbers, whether you got it at like 289 or whether you even got it at like 300 and a half or something like that. But you saw against Texas, not playing backup quarterbacks this year, Dylan Gabriel was 23 of 38 for 285, two TDs, and then had like 113 on the ground for another touchdown. Jonathan Smith was 32 of 46 for 378 and three TDs in a game that, in my mind, Houston won. Uh, Will Howard was 26 of 41 for 327 and four TDs. And even Alan Bowman, kind of uh, with a garbage time touchdown at the end, was 22 of 38 for 250 and three TDs. You just knew that Michael Penix and these wide receivers from Washington were going to eat them apart. It just came down to how much could they stop Texas? And they didn't have to Texas stop themselves. So (laughs) it worked out perfectly. Uh, It is kind of a shame that it came down to that last play when there should have been 30 or 40 more seconds off the clock. But when you have a quarterback as good as Michael Penix, you can mention to him, you know, we are going to be aggressive. We're going to like, like before the field goal that they they kicked to make it 13 on third down, they were going to throw and try to get that first down. When you're running the sprint left rollout, nobody's open. Just slide. You don't have to throw the ball away this time michael like we're we're on the 15 yard line if we go back four or five yards we're still kicking a field goal and we force another timeout out of sark that seemed very short-sighted the dude that the the running back that got hurt was hobbling around all game long it seemed very short-sighted to have him in knowing that Mm -hmm. last two minutes injury is an auto timeout and you lose a timeout things could have gone very 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 downhill and uh I think now we're going to get a much better national title game compared to uh, Michigan and Texas. Though I don't, I don't think Texas has any kind of, you know, stick to it to get through the uh, the BS that Michigan's going to put every team they play through. Just grinding it.
1: Yeah, it, it Penix really showed that he is an NFL caliber quarterback. His, his throws yesterday were incredible. Just, just right where they had to be perfect throws and, and receivers did a good job as well. It's going to be an interesting national title game. You got kind of ground and pound that big 10 Michigan versus the finesse Washington. So should make for a very interesting game. We'll we'll, we'll see how that turns out in the game plans. And I'm sure, uh, especially with Michigan's coach and, NFL season though they'll, they'll, with that winding down, there's going to be a lot of rumors going around this week as well. But in terms of Texas, I mean, Troy, you kind of joked about, we joked about it all year. We went to Steve Sarkeesian going to have his moment, his letdown moment. And we are talking about it before this show. It's there, there really was no sense of urgency. And yeah. I, I was something I was shocked about too, is they were talking about how they uh, scheme uh, the script 40 plates before, like they don't script 10 to 15 and then kind of make adjustments yeah. off there. Sarkisian's a very – he's hes very fascinating. It, it's, he doesn't – he can win you a game, but he can also lose you a game. He relies too much on himself. And I really question Ewers, pardon me, and I don't know what the situation's going to look like for them going in the SEC next year with is Manning going to be waiting or should Ewers transfer again if he's able to. It's bad time to go to the NFL for him, like if he wants to be a high pick. Texas is – a lot of people think that, hey, they're going to go in the SEC. You got Manning behind them. You know, they'll get on all these recruits. That might have been their shot yesterday for, for a really, really long time. And then the way they played, they sure as hell didn't act like it. So they, be careful what you wish for, Texas,
0: because that, that might have been it yesterday. Well, they had everything in front of them. They were playing in New Orleans. It was a home yeah. game. Then, they, then they potentially were going to play the national championship in Houston. And you mentioned it, like the first 40 plays, that that shit is way over. Like, I thought his game plan sucked. I I, Whenever they gave the ball to Baxter Blue, I got their stats pulled up right in front of me. Nine carries, 64 yards. Nine carries, 59 yards. I don't know why. I know ultimately they fell down, but I thought they should have pounded the rock from the get-go. I thought they could have ran all over Washington, and they did so on the second drive. But then they got pass happy with Sarkeesian and Ewers. And then you mentioned it, Rush, and and you a little bit as well, Troy. The sense of urgency, like down 13 in the fourth quarter, Washington had just bleeded off nine minutes on the previous drive, and they're just walking around like, oh, we're – like they're playing it like on a September Saturday against Houston. Guys, you're playing in the fucking semifinal, and I thought I thought Sarkisian did an awful job. And it was fitting that uh, the one time I did bet Texas this year, they went back to their old fucking pumpkin self and laid a complete egg. They – they had. I don't understand how they came out flat in that game.
2: I was going to say it just seemed like uh, uh, they they threw away the effectiveness of the run over the fact that they fumbled it a few times and they were afraid yes. of fumbling it again. I guess, but between Michigan and Texas, <clears throat> if you're a wide receiver and the ball hits you in the hands, please, 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 just hold on to the fucking football. You don't That's have true. to run for a touchdown especially if it's a third down. If it's third and 8 and the ball's in your hands, like we were talking about before the show. Do the Julian Edelman, catch the ball and fall backwards. Catch the ball, hit the ground, get possession, keep moving. For Texas to not be able to run like a ultra high tempo with a Texas quarterback playing in the Big 12 is very telling.
1: Yeah, and it's only going to get harder. Like we talked about with them going to the SEC and then 12 team playoff next year and it, it's this was okay. it, and they that really act like it with quality that,
2: losses, though. So, like the Oklahoma fair. quality loss got them in, yeah. But if only Florida State lost to Oklahoma,
0: did Rush let me ask you this? Did it feel like the moment got too big for Texas again in terms of? Like fucking McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. He's coaching on the side. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? Well, someone uh, needs to
1: coach for them. It's, uh, it clearly I, wasn't. It,
0: it just felt like, oh, we're go- we're going to New Orleans. It's going to be a party. We're going to just walk in there and win. And it, it looked like the old Texas. Like I felt like finally when they got to the Big 12, I was like, all right, th- you know what? I've been a hater because of performances like this. They, I felt like they have finally blocked out the noise and actually just executed. I felt like they let the noise get back in their program with the buildup. You saw it with, I mean, this isn't Arch Manning's fault at all. It's his first time being eligible to the media. <laughs> like there's, there, there's a picture of viewers just looking over. Like, why is everybody interviewing the fucking backup quarterback over me? Like they just let the distractions get the best of them in my opinion. And you got to give Washington a lot of credit too. Penix was fucking unbelievable. Um, but it's just Texas being Texas. Uh, any last thoughts on this before we move along to the other games?
1: Yeah, so what I'll say to that, Ryan, I don't know if it was necessarily the moment got away. It felt like they didn't treat the moment seriously. Like, yeah. I think they kind of already That's assumed fair. they were in the national championship. I think letting the moment get away is is you kind of get stage fright, right? Or you get the yips or like you just forget. It's not that Texas, when said and done, it's not that they played a bad game it just you're right it's just it felt like this was just a Saturday you know evening game non-con, in September yeah. non-con game that you know we'll figure this out when we get to big 12 time or we'll figure it out and then there was no like figuring it out that's what it felt like
2: it it felt like they did what Georgia did in the SEC title game is just kind of assume that they, that that they were already in and and take it you know go through the motions but for them to have that big of a crowd advantage and still have so many pre-snap penalties and false starts and illegal formations is crazy. Like that should have been what the crowd was doing to Washington, and Washington went out there. Obviously, flowers to Kalen DeBoer. He might be the best college football coach right now. Uh, they looked like they knew exactly what they were doing every play, and they had a plan. And even if even if some of the play calls were you know a little cha 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 near the end. They knew what they were doing. They were going to make the mistake on the same page as one another. So props to them, but also for the fans that uh, <clears throat> might still be debating if Michael Penix really is like a an NFL-quality quarterback. Jake Browning has two 300-yard games, and Michael Penix looks significantly better than Jake Browning ever did at Washington for two straight years. So just keep that in mind. When the guy spends the ball like that, he can play in the NFL.
0: Uh, he's got a lot of two in him. You're absolutely right. I mean, he's he slings a thing. He's he's a first rounder. I I don't know how he didn't win the Heisman. I know Daniel's numbers were good, if, but
2: if he if he played on the East Coast, he would have won the Heisman Trophy.
0: I agree. Like they went undefeated. They went undefeated, and, and he had great stats. I I was and
2: beat Bo Nix head to head twice.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I I thought that we were at the point where whoever won that game between Washington and Oregon was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner, and then they said Daniels, and I'm like, oh. I'm, all right, I guess, I guess we don't value winning as much anymore, but all right. Well, you know what guys cheers to Texas <laughs> horns down one last time.
1: Mm. Oh, way we got a basketball le- season. ahead. Way,
0: way, yeah. They're way to let down the league once again in the big moment, just like you did in the elite eight last year, the oh, final yeah. four. Uh, yeah. Whenever I say, all right, I need Texas to actually win this game. That should have been a sign that Texas had no shot in that game. Day in life of a
1: Texas fan. Just be like, okay, I finally need you to win, Texas. We're on the same team.
2: Loss. Oh, this is what it feels like.
0: (laughs) Fucking cowards, man. just like the Cowboys. They're almost back. They're always
2: (laughs) almost back, and then it just comes crashing down.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That'll be the final time we talk about them for a while in football terms. But I'll tell you what else we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about underdog fantasy because you can play alongside your fantasy players all season long with NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower. Troy, you've been killing it on these underdog pick-ems. Any higher or lower Do you get uh, get up here for tonight?
2: We got an easy one tonight. It's only a two-legger, but it's a double spicy. So Baylor's opening their new home court tonight. And uh, we're going to oh, yeah. go higher on Ray J. Dennis at one and a half steals. Oh, okay. And then we're also going to go higher on Sidney Crosby points against the Capitals because he's having a hell of a season and scoring a lot of goals and they're playing in Pittsburgh. So the higher on one and a half points and the higher on uh, one and a half steals is just over five and a half to one, just a two way, and you're getting five and a half to one. Crosby eats the Caps alive. We all know it uh, as Caps fans that hate him it's more of the hate because he always beats you. So this one seems pretty, I'm pretty confident in this one. I think, I think Baylor will be pretty fired up for their new, very intimate 7,500 person arena. Kind of feels like Hinkle Butler's Hinkle. Yeah.
0: That, that, that arena is fucking perfect for the Baylor fans that show up. So you mentioned it, Troy, get over there. RJ Dennis, Sidney Crosby, watch along, make your picks. maybe make a little bit of cash over on underdog fantasy.com. Code SGPN, Underdog will double your first match up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast because they just launched their new YouTube channel, giving away HGP hoodie to celebrate sportsgamblingpockets.com slash HGP to enter that sportsgamblingpockets.com slash HGP. All right, back on the Big 12 experience. All right, let's go over to the next marquee game. And this was former Big 12 member versus coming in member. This was a hell of a football game. Uh, Arizona, the Wildcats. Unbelievable year. Um, nobody saw this one coming. 10 and 3. Beat Oklahoma in Dallas. Um, sorry, San Antonio in the Alamo Bowl, which Oklahoma is usually really fucking good in. Troy, uh, this is your team i know they're on the way out but oklahoma kind of collapsed here and down the stretch what was your takeaway in this one
2: yeah and you could kind of tell that jackson arnold was a bit late on most of his throws like he was doing the old high school wait for the break in the receiver's route and get open and then throw the guy the ball instead of you know be correct and throw the ball right as the guy's breaking or right beforehand and arizona was ready for it i mean they were playing him like he wasn't Uh, an experienced QB at the college level quite yet. He looks like he throws a hell of a ball, but it just seemed like it was pretty late and that Arizona was very keen to the fact that Oklahoma is a team that you can force to make mistakes pretty easily. Um, But the Noah Fafita-McMillan connection (laughs) is I mean, they're preseason favorites right now, as as reported first by the college experience, Big 12. They're preseason favorites to win the conference next year for sure. When you got a kid that can spin the ball like that and and a teammate of his that's been, you know, all the way through high school, he just knows where he's at on the field every time. And there's no way to – you can't game plan for that. Like, the the scramble drill just becomes, I'm looking for McMillan, and oh, my God, he's open again. It's crazy. (laughs) Isn't
1: there talks that they're hitting the transfer portal together?
2: Not according to Colby Dant. Colby Dant knows uh, Fafita's dad, and Fafita's dad said, shut that shit down right away. We're here for the long haul. So – there that doesn't go. really mean anything. It's the same as a coach saying, "Like I'm definitely staying." But <laughs> from what we've heard uh, from our insider, Mr. Colby Dant, he says that they're they're hanging around. And with the 12 team playoff and them going to the Big 12 and Texas and Oklahoma losing, why not?
0: Yeah, and uh, this is what going to be year four for Jed Fish. He's doing an unbelievable job. Um, I'm with you, I'm Fafita and, and Rush. I'm going to have to add this to your intro because Russia's family in Arizona too. I do. So this I, I is did. I know I did. You're, yeah, I know you're fired up. I know you're fired up for uh for this Wildcats coming in here. I They're coming in hot. Um they kind of remind me of West Virginia when they came into the Big 12, like that high-powered Geno Smith offense. I'll be interested to see if Arizona's defense can hold up, but uh yeah, Rush, what's your take on these Wildcats, man? How, first of all, how the hell did they lose to Mississippi State? <laughs> Looking back on how good they are right now, like it's well, incredible. How, how did
2: <laughs> was well, Delora still playing that game? Huh? Was Delora still the quarterback in that game?
0: I think it might have been Fafita's first start. I think, like, yeah, and it yeah, it, you could see that Arizona was trending in the right direction. Not fucking ten and three, beat Oklahoma, beat UCLA, beat everybody, but they they went on a fucking run in the second half.
1: Uh, hey, we thought that the benefit of Arizona joining the Big Twelve was their basketball, but watch out! Here comes their football team. Might have a West Virginia versus Arizona Big Twelve championship yeah. next year. That which will be a good one. But moonshine and chimichangas. There you yeah. go. <laughs> what what better combination than that? No, they're a really good team, especially if those guys stay around. Uh, I mean, they're, they're going to be a great addition to the Big Twelve. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. The only thing is, we have to ask ourselves sometimes is when a team does really well like well above expectations is the next year do they fall back to the pack a little bit so Texas Tech Texas Tech I'm curious the same question actually for is for Oklahoma State too I'm curious how they're going to respond next year as well um those those are two hopefully you know West Virginia keeps going but we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there uh but but no I mean that's a serious question though when people talking Neil Brown and his tenure can he do consistent years so that's the biggest question with Arizona but I mean if the core of their team is staying around watch out they may slip right into where Texas and Oklahoma left off because of their yeah.
2: defense being uh, you know more on the iffy side than on the like we can guarantee that Arizona's defense is going to take another step forward or something like that they remind me a lot of AM going and winning the the SEC West their first year in the SEC. Mm. Just special quarterback. The yeah. the 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 idea of like Manzel knowing whatever. Fuck it. Uh, uh, Mike Evans is down there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's kind of the same thing though. A couple of the shot plays that Arizona takes are are like we don't care. The McMillan's bracketed and double coverage. He's going to jump up and get it anyways, or they're not going to expect our our guy to be able to get it sixty yards down the field. It works. I mean, I've seen the play work against pretty much every team that they've played. the The fuck it, McMillan's down their play, and coming to the Big Twelve, I don't see a lot of Big Twelve defenses being ready. I mean, outside of really Burke staying at West Virginia, I don't see too many back Dude. ends that are going to be able to hold Arizona down. Yeah. So, you know, again, look I, out.
0: Yeah, we're we're gonna add them here to our court here at the bottom. Take out Texas, Oklahoma,
2: We've got Colorado.
0: Yeah, we thought we thought that uh, we thought that Colorado was going to be the marquee key coming in next to Utah. It's turned out it's going to be Arizona with the way they finished with the expectations. And shout out to the chat: uh, Tomcat Pistol, GBO Farms. Yes, I got my new setup here. Blue screen no more. That's why you get the warranty, baby. Get the warranty so you can get the replacement right like that. Um, I'm so glad, Rush, that I did not live in Morgantown because I would have had to drive all the way oh. to Pittsburgh
1: to get the yeah fucking apple. If, like, if you <laughs> need an apple computer apple lock. anything you're not getting in morgantown i'll tell yeah. you that it, i was thinking it. the
0: same fucking thing i was like god thank god i did not have to fucking go all the way to pittsburgh but uh yeah, yeah still no. be up there you want to be back no, I, doing this I, show from the apple store yeah. up there Hey, can you scoot over? I need to do my show in the corner here. Hey, can you keep it down there in the back? You Come on. on you hey, jackass. the Genius
1: Bar. Shut the fuck up. You're not that smart. You just know Apple products. I'm talking sports right now, damn it. I'm thinking in West Virginia
2: that could get confused. Like you asked for directions to the Apple store, and the guy's like, yeah, right around the corner, the Apple Pie Moonshine distilleries right there. Yeah. Uh,
0: shout out to Stephanie. Uh, she fucking hooked me up, uh, took care of me. Uh, it didn't work on my iPad that's 10 years old. That. Oh, uh, uh, that's too far. I didn't have warranty on that one. I go, can you do this? She goes, No, that one's sold. One I go, all right. That was worth it worth a try. I remember
2: uh, I remember being in Northern Virginia for so long and visiting a girl at uh <clears throat> in Morgantown and uh flushing the toilet while she like the downstairs toilet while she was taking a shower and it just instantly was freezing cold water. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I forgot we're in Morgantown.
0: No, <laughs> that's great. Um uh, Real quick before we hit an ad, let's talk uh let's talk about the other game that the only other one that was rank on rank. And that was K-State. Everybody's picking NC State, and I think we all agree. We're like, well, oh, that timeout, not so fast. I know they lost Will Howard, but this is a next man up program. Uh Chris Kleiman, Avery Johnson. I, I like I like this K-State team again next year. Maybe not to win it, but you know they're gonna be in the hunt. Rush will oh, be a Thorn. Yeah. What's your yeah. thoughts on these Wildcats? That was a good win in uh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl.
1: Yeah. Hey, might be against another future Big 12 opponent and NC State. Yeah. Hey, how about the Pop-Tarts Bowl? Them? I mean, we'll talk about Duke's Mayo. I will say some of these bowl games, they really go above and beyond in the pageantry, and it really does pay off. The, the edible mascot they did and how they did it? It's Troy. They'll need to get some greenery in there at some time. You need you need to poison the Pop Tarts uh, mascot. No, Troy, get we, everyone. to need Colorado it. to
2: host like the 420 Weed Bowl. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding,
1: but no. Hey, great, great for uh, Kansas State, especially you know when we get to bowl season and these times, you know you're you're not sure who's around and who wants to play. But obviously, both these teams wanted to be there, which made for a really good bowl game. And you know, Kansas State says, "Hey, we're not going anywhere." You know, Howard might be gone, but you know uh Kleiman's still there you know obviously they got uh excuse me Avery uh Johnson yeah i um getting back it's the new year you know got to got to reset the brain just like your computer Ryan got to reset my brain here coming uh. off the the bacterial infection last week too, but hey, Kansas State said they're not going anywhere. They'll play any type of football they can. They got the one of the best coaches in the Big
2: Twelve. They're yeah, they're not uh, going anywhere. How much of watching that game and Avery Johnson reminded you of like one of the first early starts that Garrett Green made? Yes, like it's it, actually it, a very good comparison. He, he kind of looks. On the, the yeah. And he's got the arm and, and he's not always as accurate as he could be, you know, down the line. But you can see the flashes right now, just like you could in Garrett Green. And like, we should probably stick with this guy. There's there's a chance that there's two or three plays every game that are five yard losses turned into 35 yard gains. He looks pretty good. I mean, I know NC State's not the greatest of great competition, but there's still a pretty solid football program. And Kansas State kind of imposed their will on the ground. I know DJ Giddens had 150 yards, so they they and did what we know they do well and that's pound the rock and 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 you know take advantage of a few play action situations or rollouts with their quarterback.
1: So that's the question with well. those are the two questions and they're kind of I guess one question a part a part b is can Kansas State show that you don't need quarterback by committee? and actually have one quarterback that, that takes you or at least put you in big 12 championship um, competitive for the big 12 championship. And two, if it's, if it's Avery Johnson, can he get out of his own way? Can he be dis Cause that's another thing we're That was a question with Garrett green earlier. Can you get out of his way? You don't need to have every play be a 50 yard off your back foot, falling backwards and go like, can you take what's given to you? And if you yep. can, I mean this, this Kansas state team, that'd be a great matchup next year, West Virginia, Kansas state and Morgantown, Ryan.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I can't wait till they play Utah, like just watching Utah and Kansas state playing each other. It's like carbon copies of one another mirror images and and, and Troy, like I'm with you that I didn't think NC state was that good, but they had won five in a row going into the game and they had been playing as good a football as anybody in the ACC. So you got to give K state credit. Like you said, we all agree. They're going to be right there again, top four, top five in the league next year. Um, I'll tell you, you know who, you know who got screwed in bowl season, guys. Iowa State got fucked on this draw. They had to play Memphis at Memphis. Who <laughs> scheduled that? That was such bullshit. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Liberty Bowl? Memphis kind of took it to them. Uh, they went up nineteen, nothing after one. But I mean, if you're Matt Campbell, you're like, come on, man, can I at least not play a true road game in a fucking bowl game? Troy, what'd you think?
2: Uh see, I think Memphis was a better team too this year than they were given credit for on top of the fact that they get put into, uh, basically a home bowl game. So, I mean, I don't discredit Iowa state that much. That's, that's Beck's first look at a, at a real bowl game or like a, I mean a simulated non-con on the road against a tough opponent. Memphis is, you know, they're basically a power conference team at this point now. Uh, yeah, they just they, they played better football than their record showed this year. Even in their losses, they they played better. And I I wasn't really expecting Iowa State to get throttled, but I didn't think they really had a chance to win this game.
1: Hey, maybe another future Big Twelve Memphis, right? We'll just call every team. Yeah, a no Big shit. <laughs> uh, honestly, might be at this point. Who who knows what's going on anymore? Yeah, this game. I mean, the the lead Memphis got out to, and then especially it being a home game for them I mean the fact that Iowa State what they did this year was incredible especially with that gambling scandal and you know it all it I I read too like many of us read too much into it and thought they were gonna be terrible and Matt Campbell does what Matt Campbell does and does an unbelievable coaching job and I think I mean I don't think you can take much away from that bowl game it's just is they were just out they were just out of breath by the time they got to it 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 wasn't set up for them and a good year yeah I mean the fact that they got there was incredible so i mean that that's all i you can take away from that is besides that it just is what it is
0: and and i think they're going in the right direction too i think they found something with this next wave of cyclones they got the gambling cyclones out now they got the new 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 wave of cyclones in they're not brock purdy they're not Brees hall but they're still they're they're gonna be they're gonna be right there in a bowl game again next year Mm -hmm. i think um Let's talk about the Duke's Mayo Bowl, the best bowl game of them all. On the other side, because <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll dive into this one a little bit. But first, we got to talk about game time. Rush, you are a big advocate of the Great Game Time app. It's great uh, for buying tickets. You don't got to stress over tickets. Anything you want to add uh, of your personal experiences over the years, Rush, with game time?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've we've used it. For us going back in D.C., obviously seeing you, Ryan, and Troy at at National Games, uh, Capitals Games. Game Time's a great app. I really like that you can see where you're going to sit and the view of where you're going to sit before the game. That's a difference maker. They're very customer-oriented base. It's it's by far the best interface, the best app out there uh, for getting your tickets. I use it every time.
0: It's fantastic. Rush, Rush and I used it out there in Vegas as well when we went to the Hawaii-Vegas game. And boom, it was right there. We, we'd been drinking all night. We freaking just turned it right on, snagged the <laughs> tickets, saw exactly where we're sitting. Started drinking it you, again. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, we saved a nice buck buck there too. So that yeah, was yeah, nice. Snag those tickets out. Stress, download the Game Time app, create an account. CFBX, $20 off. Your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account. Code CFBX, $20 off. Download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Research all NFL, NBA, soccer with historical data to enter any parlay into the revolutionary parlay tool to get each and every leg broken down so you know which ones have value versus others. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users. With Hall of Fame Bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay, download the Hall of Fame Bets or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with the Hall of Fame Bets. All righty. We're back on the Big 12 College Experience. So Let's get over to the bowl game of them all. They say the Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all. Well, this is the bowl game of them all. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, the Mountain get it done 30-10. to They probably could have won by more, to be honest. They kind of played like shit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, good win. Nine-win season. Rush, I yield it to you. Ryan and Rush Show, my co-host. Uh, good season, man. High wins. What else? you Yeah, for?
1: great season. And later, around 6 o'clock, we will be going live on the Ryan and Rush Show to talk about yep. the 2024 expectations for this West Virginia football team. So go check it out if you are able to. But, yeah, it was, it was obviously this game. I mean – Give UNC credit. And and their quarterback actually I, I forget his name, yeah. but he, he was fantastic. Carol. Mobile quarterback. When when yes, when when he twisted his ankle, that's kind of was this the, the fate of the game. But if he had a healthy ankle all game, that game might have been closer the way we were playing. Cause we kind of played a little Texas there where we went into it, kind of assumed like we were gonna get our <laughs> nine one season. Be good, a little urgency there besides the first play of the game. Uh it it I, I you know, I was so sick last week and that game just all of a sudden the adrenaline from it just flushed out my system. And I was screaming at that TV for the first half there. I mean, if you want to get over a cold, just have your sports team play bad. And you know, you, you can, you can do that, but Hey, they put it together at the end 30 to 10. Uh, They make great plays on defense, especially on defense. There were a couple that were a little iffy at first, and but it, it, Hey, it, it worked out well for the Mountaineers and and they, they, I get, would say live to fight another day, but they don't, it's, it's a new season. So Neil Brown, you know, defends the haters for, for another Hey, Neil Brown's last stand work, Troy. We, we called it on the show. How'd you make the graphic, put it up there. His last stand is going to keep going into 2024.
2: The, uh, in the words of Johnny Cro- Cochran, uh, if he gets nine wins, you must extend Neil Brown deserves his extension that I've been, uh, lobbying for throughout the year. He got his nine wins. Like we said, even even though the. Uh, The season over under doesn't affect with the bowl game. For all intents and purposes, that's a nine win season. You can tell everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, Neil did it. Uh, I don't know about the competition getting, you know, worse because Texas and Oklahoma leave just because we've seen Arizona looks like they're on the up. Colorado looks like they're on the up. Utah is always Utah. But I mean, if you can consistently get nine wins, even even if it is a Duke's Mayo bowl game and that's, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, you're 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 probably pretty happy with that in West Virginia, and I don't. Add think... two years onto the contract, Mark. Suits <laughs> yeah, this
0: lifelong Neil Brown. Every nine win season should be
2: an extended year.
0: Oh God. Um. So so this here, I'll throw it right back to you, Rush. This possesses a question now. All right. So we got we were great. Back to the wall. Fourteenth place. We said that was a joke. That was the easiest over under win total we may ever get on the show. Doing it together, guys. Oh, yeah. They shattered that. They doubled that. Now the expectations are that they should run it back and they should get nine, maybe even ten wins next year. How do these Mountaineers, our Mountaineers, Rush, handle expectations being high and not coming back a step like TCU did, like Texas Tech did this year? Because those teams made the step two last year and then made the step right back this, Mm -hmm. this year with some bad luck. And we'll talk about
1: this more on our show and go into detail more. I think you also have to be realistic about the situation and look at your strength of schedule and who you played when it's not like the Mountaineers had this dominant schedule. When you look at this year's schedule and then next year's, I mean, obviously a lot's going to change with transfer portal and the timing of the schedule and that sort of thing. But yes, now you have expectations of going another eight, nine wins. Here's, here's what I'll say that, that Neil Brown needs to, this team needs to be in contention for the big 12 championship. Now, maybe they don't make it, but it needs to be due to like a tiebreaker. They, they really, now that Neil can show what he's capable of and you get all these guys coming back is now they have to take that next step up. They're in a way better position than they were last year. But the question now is you have to look at your schedule and realize kind of some of the breaks you got and maybe teams weren't as good as you thought they were going to be. So yeah, maybe you're nine and four, but it's, Let's, let's get a real, I don't want to say real, cause I don't want to diminish it, but it needs to be a little more proven nine and four or, or 10 and yeah. 10. Well, really 10 and three. You need to have a 10 win season next year. You do. And, and you gotta, you gotta just say, Hey, we're not going into the season. We have all our guys back and go into autopilot. You have to say, Hey, you're going to have to find some bulletin board material. We talked about it, Ryan, that something to stick like you may obviously you're not going to get the 14th place or i guess next year it's going to be 16 you're not going to have the 16th place to be like oh they're against us they're going to be ranked pretty high but where do you find that bulletin board what brings you together and now we're going to find out we never questioned neil brown the play caller here this is where neil brown the motivator comes in okay are you this motivator are you this leader what are you going to do can we do this two years in a row neil and we'll see
0: and I think you make a great point. I think the motivation is going to be everybody's going to say, "Oh, they didn't beat a team with the winning record." I think you have to you have to build off that. It's like, all right, fuck you. We'll show you. We'll go beat Penn State week one. I think that I think that's going to starts the motivation. with Penn State.
1: That yeah. that's a lot more of a can't. It's not a must win, obviously, but that's a lot more of a can't lose game than people realize.
2: Yeah, they and, certainly they certainly can't do what they did this year against Penn State and get away with like a we played them as a tough for a long period of time. Like that one, that needs to be, if they Down lose that the game wire. to Penn state, it needs to be on the last possession or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you keep your quarterback. Who's a very stereotypical college success style quarterback that can get away from pressure and stuff like that. And what they've done in the transfer portal already, you got to have a little bit of hope. You got to be thinking, you know, yes. this is going the right direction for sure.
0: Oh, it is. It is. It is. It, you're absolutely right. Uh Troy. Neil no, Brown Troy, is the
2: modern day Confucius. Slow <laughs> <More laughs> progress is better than no progress.
0: Let, let me let me compound uh the Mountaineers and then the next game too. Oklahoma State gets their gets their bowl win too. They get it done over Texas AM. We were all, we all of us were all over that. Gundy extra motivated, especially in the Texas bowl. Does the extended playoff give teams like West Virginia and Oklahoma state more life in terms of you don't have to run the table to get in the playoff. You can have two losses and win the big 12 and and sneak in. And who knows what happens? We saw TCU beat the Michigan team last year. Um, So what's your thoughts on that? Troy, just like from an Oklahoma state standpoint, how many
2: times have you guys missed the playoffs because there was an extended playoff or even like this year uh, you get trounced, what 31 to seven or 31 to seven. Yeah. 31 to seven against South Alabama early in the season. And by the time the season's about to come to a close, if this was next year, Oklahoma state was a a Texas, a little bit more motivating in that, that Texas championship game. If they win that game, they're in the playoffs. So it, it definitely gives you more life. It definitely gives you room for error. But the thing about Oklahoma state is they're starting to become like the, the Kansas State style of football trying to do the antithesis of the old old big twelve, we're gonna throw the rock fifty-five times a game. Yeah. And with them getting Ollie back, that's that, huge. That's gigantic. And huge. Huge. I mean, he's gonna be on the short list for preseason Heisman uh, candidates and whatnot right away. The fact that you have a guy that you know you can give the ball to twenty five times a game makes things significantly easier. So We'll see what kind of work they do in the transfer portal, or or what what direction they go at quarterback. But not having a guy that can push the ball downfield purposefully is going to supremely handicap you in modern football. And you know, there's you've got to have a team like Michigan's if you're going to run a JJ McCarthy out there at quarterback. Like you have to have so many other playmakers and so much in the trenches to, to go in your favor compared to like a Michael Penix that. At any point in time, I I could be attacking you 45 yards down the field, even if it's, you know, second and 15. I'm not afraid to go 40 yards and, and worry about the third down later. So it gives them some life. But again, with with Fafita coming into the conference, I think that's probably going to be an extra loss for most teams and. Oklahoma State's just got, I think they've got more work to do since they're losing that quarterback spot compared to a team like West Virginia. West Virginia really has hope for me, I think, of sneaking into the Big 12 title game and winning it and getting, you know, a 10 or an eight seed or something like that. But, you know, some of these mid range teams that have good years are now, they're just one half of a step away from getting into the playoff compared to knowing they got to run the table and they're going to get kind of frowned upon unless they go beat an SEC team on the road in their schedule so when it comes to life for sure the big 12 obviously they're gonna get one team in the playoffs but they should be thinking about trying to get two probably more you have than, to yeah probably the big 12 more has so to figure just... out how
1: to get two well because thing about it too is you have the top five the way they're doing it now get um what is it the, the top five
2: the conference winners are, yeah. yeah.
1: So those are your top five seats. So the top four isn't going to be like the top, well, I guess everyone was from a different conference this year. Yeah. But it, like when you've had in the past, when it's been uh Georgia team. and it's Alabama, Georgia or two, Alabama. Like, that's not going to happen anymore. And no, now Alabama you get be like with, the seed. Yeah, exactly. And now that you get with West Virginia is, is you could get, or in Oklahoma State is... You know, maybe you lose your conference championship, but it's a close game. You don't have a ton of, you know, your losses are fine. You get a nice home game in Morgantown. Imagine that! Imagine some December football in Morgantown,
0: Ryan. Oh, dude, it'd be it'd be awesome. Yeah, I I I hope it happens. Let me ask you this, uh, Troy. You mentioned Oklahoma State, mentioned West Virginia. They both overachieved. Kansas didn't overachieve, but they met expectations once again. I thought, considering they lost Daniels for the entire year, he's coming back. Could a team like Kansas, uh, coming off this Vegas Bowl win, get into a playoff?
2: For sure. I mean, Lance Leipold is kind of on on the same page, not necessarily with as much success because of the program that he went to, but he's kind of like Kalen DeBoer, too, where at every level he's been, he's been able to win, and that doesn't really change Depending on the talent, as long as you have the coach that knows what he's doing, you can take you know what's considered subpar talent and still beat some of these teams. But you know they're getting they're getting uh, Daniels to come back, and their running back Neal is is returning. So is Bean hitting yeah. the transfer portal. I think no, he graduated. I think Bean's done with eligibility. Yeah, he's been reason, in college he had one more year.
0: He's been in college for like ten years. That's he's what done. I thought. For some yeah. reason, they should I- hire.
2: Like an offensive quality control assistant at Kansas, just right away, start sliding yeah. guys right into coaching positions and really build that. Try to build some kind of a, a Kansas football culture because they're, again, they're they're only a step away. Even with Jason Bean this year, you know, beating Oklahoma, these are games that Jalen Daniels probably looks better in. I no matter. I mean, there were a couple of games that Jason Bean threw for over three fifty, and Jalen Daniels is probably doing that just as easily. So. I would be scared of them. Um, again, you get to you get a quarterback that is experienced, and you don't have to go get a transfer guy or or play a freshman, and that's huge, especially for the the non-con games that you're trying to pad your schedule with. Not having a guy that's just figuring the game out versus a dude that's been around and knows the system obviously is a huge advantage. And again, Kansas is going to be one of those teams that they're going to have a chance to probably start four or five and zero oh again.
1: The, the no. concern I have with Daniels is all of a sudden they're at Arizona. And the back all of a sudden starts spasming
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a concern. I mean, you wonder you wonder if a back if he can re aggravate that back. So, but they're they're going to be at. The t- I mean, there's a- he hasn't had
2: a complete season, has he? But I mean, no. that's that's also that seems to be the uh, not just in the Big Twelve. It was very noticeable in the Big Twelve this year because of the backups that were playing but throughout all of college football you you also need a very competent backup these oh, yeah. these guys aren't going to make it through the whole season on a regular basis you got to have a guy that can win you a game or two yeah. even if against like top competition dumb dumb the play calls down and at least compete in those games and keep it close and, and all that but yeah teams are going to definitely start having to look for a second quarterback that's still pretty close in talent to their starter
0: the, the, this really is like Russia, it's the league of the middle class. Like we're kind of making a case for every single team, and you can see it playing out. It, every team winning eight nine games. Obviously, that won't happen. But uh, like Texas Tech, we'll, we'll go to them. They beat Cal. They they find a way to win what eight games again? Um, did they finish? Wait, did they finish seven and five? And no, six. sorry, seven and six. Yeah. Seven and six. So they they fell short of expectations, but still were able to get to a bowl. And when, with all the injuries they had, you got to think they're going to bounce back and, and be on their luckier to. side. Yeah. Or
1: so, out. And good for them for bouncing back, because it started out
0: rough. They fought. I mean, they were 1-3. Yeah. They lost their quarterback. I kind of think they're going to be pretty good next year. Do you, Rush?
1: Yeah, it seems like, because the way you have to look at this, you have to look at the bounce backs, what
0: yeah there, there's the corrections that
1: happened yeah you gotta think tcu is gonna bounce back a little bit i'd like to think baylor's gonna bounce back but i'm gonna hold off any baylor predictions for a little while <laughs> after <laughs> that texas you. day game yeah so but i mean you gotta think baylor's gonna bounce like there there's yeah. there's a couple of these so and then that makes you the question is the oklahoma states the west virginia's the arizona's where do but it's a whole new league next year <laughs> yeah. too so yeah. not everyone plays each other so obviously we'll be going over this. We'll have a whole summer to dive into yes. each thing, but yes, to oversimplify Yes. Texas tech would, well, at least should bounce back next year.
2: And they, in, th- in retrospect, Texas tech lost two games. One was to Bo Nix and one was to Andrew Peasley, who both kind of tore the, the college football landscape up this year. I mean, I know Peasley missed a few games, but that guy's a hell of a quarterback. He's a gamer. And, Texas Tech, Tech was still in the position of we're trying to figure out who our quarterback is. We're trying to figure out, if is this guy really our starter? It, it, oh, no, someone got banged up. Is our backup really the next guy? Should we go to the third string? Should we be building for more than this year now? And again, those early non-con games, if, if you're going to schedule Oregon and whatnot, you better have a pretty good idea of what you're going to do right off the bat in the beginning of I the done. year. So that's the one thing. Uh, I mean, Texas Tech kind of the same thing the year before a couple of early slip-ups would have been, you know, maybe you get to nine wins, maybe you get to 10 wins.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm very intrigued at what all these teams do in the portal, because I feel like every team is one or two pieces away in the portal of going from a six, seven win team to maybe a nine or 10 and maybe a dark horse playoff team. Uh, Speaking of dark horses. So, we when we started the show we went through the we've talked about every team so far except the four newcomers or the former newcomers UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston. Cincinnati was a complete dumpster fire. Houston, Dana's gone, Pratt's coming in to uh, coach a team. Uh UCF was so up and down, injury bug, speaking of injury bug, same with BYU, they both got banged up, felt like they wore down over Big 12 play. Which team out of the four Makes the biggest jump in year number two in the Big 12. Rush, I'll let you lead off.
1: It won't be Cincinnati as long as no, yeah. There. No, it won't. I can. That's process the only of when elimination, you can. yeah, is that's easy. Um, Houston, I have they hired a coach yet? They yeah, did, the yeah, that's
0: right.
1: Pratt. They got okay, yeah, so he's a good coach. UCF will be interesting. They got KJ Jefferson, right. Then sorry,
0: Fritz. Changed. Fritz Pratt's the quarterback. Pratt's the QB. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Willie Fritz. Yeah, no, I know who
1: you're
2: talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: So sorry. I
2: yeah. UCF I is the UCF is the Boomer Bus pick for me. Like I could see yeah. them winning nine games or having another you know four or five win season just because Gus Malzahn is he's Malzahn. so quirky. <laughs> well, he's so quirky that if you're winning games, you start to believe like maybe this quirky motivation is kind of working out. And then as soon as you start to lose a few games, it's the exact opposite direction. The ball rolls downhill real quick. But yeah, I see UCF as the best program out of the four, especially if you go into the last, I don't know, more than four or five years. If you go past a decade or so, I think UCF is the team that's been waiting for the chance to get this, this, uh, you know, power five exposure. And that would be the team that I would look at as the best chance to take a, a big step forward with also the most risk of staying right where they're at.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, I would say of those four, I would agree with you, Troy, that UCF would be the one with the biggest ceiling. However, I'm going to say – but if the question is who makes the biggest improvement, I think it's Houston. I actually – that, that I think he Fritz could be a change the culture there, and I think we could see him maybe get off to a slow start, like non con start, and then start to get it together. And then people being like, Oh, I don't want to play Houston right and now, then, and then and everything B-
2: changes if BYU gets a, a white transfer that can play. Yeah, quarterback.
1: BYU's hinging on a couple things right now. If they they need their, their they QB, quarterback. They might be I. <laughs> I, I think it's time to go to Jay Hill as their head coach, but. Probably. Yeah. I, I, Might I, be I, one I,
0: year off. Yeah.
1: To, to talk, Yeah. I, it,
2: yeah, I'm worried about BYU next year. Bring in Graham Harrell as the offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. and Make That'll him go over in, make him in Provo.
0: So <laughs> this, the, this prediction is going to change between now and then. And by the way, that recaps bowl season. We touched on each team and re, recapped all these bowl games. Some of them felt like 10 years ago. Gun to your head right now. Who wins the Big 12 next year? This is your early season, January second. I like. I have no idea. That's just like the too easy pick. I feel like.
2: Yeah, and who won this year? The easy pick.
0: Yeah, but it's their first time in this league. That's why I I was thinking about Arizona, but the only I was thinking about Utah.
2: The only reason, well, I, I think about Utah as well too, and for the same reasons as Arizona. This isn't really a, a huge step up for them. the 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 past year in the Pac-12 was what I think was the most co- challenging conference to play in, just because of the quarterback play you have to prepare for. So, I don't think that it's it's too much of a you know week to week step for Arizona to step into the Big Twelve. It's just. When you've got a quarterback that can make plays like that, I'm I'm siding with your team over anything. Whether whether you've got a Turnstile offensive line or anything like that, they just find a way to make make big plays. And I don't know, maybe maybe it is West Virginia.
0: I'm, uh, I'm not picking uh, them yet. <laughs> I'm gonna
2: go.
1: I'm gonna go Baylor. I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was like, don't do it again, Raj. <laughs> I'm gonna go
1: Kansas. Yeah. I know. was I mean, we got to see if Daniels, but maybe we were a year. You know how you're a weird year away with some of your predictions? Maybe it was a year yeah. away with the Heisman, Troy.
2: Yeah, um, and Daniels still won the Heisman this year, but it wasn't that Daniels. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe we get the first time that uh, Daniels, we get the same last name in back-to-back years since... Jay Daniel and first initial. Well, I guess yeah. since Archie Griffin because he won yeah. both.
0: <laughs> well, And the other thing, like, I haven't dove into each schedule yet. Like, and that's going to be such a huge thing like we called it with oklahoma state from the game we're like that's the worst schedule i've ever seen they're gonna find a way to hang in there and have a chance to get to dallas and they did um i'll go texas tech right now i'll go i'll go texas tech as a dark horse as of right now on january 2nd the year away theory where texas tech was the hype team this year settle in next year a little bit more under the radar pick Really maybe they play. make a run at it, so. But I'm sure I'll I'll make a case for each and every team, including maybe not Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not going to have a case made. That team fucking sucks. Yeah. Them and Arizona State suck. Uh,
2: well, no matter what, Cincinnati's going to improve quarterback play by yeah. not playing Emory Jones. So
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Hey, so we're going to go from one drama to the next. Uh, we out goes Texas and Oklahoma. In comes Coach Prime what do you guys think of coach prime next year? I mean, they're going to have players. They're going to have talent, but I I don't know, man. I, I don't know if that, that, that the, the way he's running his business is sustainable.
1: Who's
2: their Non-con next year. Uh, Colorado 2024. See, I would good think question. it would be, it would be less stressful on Colorado this coming year for, like I was talking about the Pac 12, all the quarterbacks that were able to pick them apart and make their defense look like crap. And yeah. I know uh, I know TCU kind of still played very well offensively against them in that that early non-con week 1 but I think Colorado will be able to, you know, hold opponents a little bit to a little bit less points and maybe open up a few opportunities with their offense to win a couple more games. Oh, this schedule's mm. brutal for them. Guess who they open up against? This is actually great.
1: Watch out, week 1. Nebraska? Yeah. North Dakota State. Oh, baby.
0: Oh yeah, North Dakota say it'll be a thorn in their side.
1: Yeah, that'll and then Colorado at Nebraska, was good as shit at though. Colorado September. State. <laughs> so here's their Big 12 schedule. At Arizona, home against Lost. Utah, home against Baylor, Lost. home Oof. against OK State, Lost. home against Kansas State. Uh, they got Cincinnati there. So there you go. There's your bye week. At Kansas, at Texas Tech, at UCF.
2: Not looking yeah, good
0: i need to see i mean like you said this these are predictions before we know exactly what the rosters are and then dive into the schedules do matchups but i don't know colorado's a wild card I, but
1: I, I think you I, can make a like inference some like teams that yeah. were supposed to be better this year come back like I, I know you know make fun of the whole baylor thing but baylor's gonna be better this coming year god than you would hope year. so right like yeah I, <laughs> you gotta think so troy right
2: I mean, the bar is so low that you would think they would be better, but I don't know by how much. I, I guess that's what I'm saying—just better. Actually, these schedules yeah, are
1: fun to go into. Uh, yeah, no, it's
0: there, it's, it's going to be interesting. So, all right, guys. Well, we touch on no more football for a little bit. We'll, we'll we'll do we'll do a random preseason show or off-season transfer portal updated power rankings or something here, but we're Kind of transition over to basketball. I know everybody loves college basketball. Go check us out on the college basketball experience. We're back here on the Big 12 experience Friday afternoon. We're going to dive into the opening Saturday lines lines because Big 12, fuck, starts on Saturday. All 14 teams, seven games we're going to pick and choose, break down the matchups, break down the opening lines. But before we get up on out of here, uh, Troy, plug. Tell us what you got going on. I know you got some underdog plays going tonight, and you got you got the Caps and Penguins.
2: Yeah, we're just uh, we're just gonna watch the hockey game, kind of hang out here. You can find me over on the X, just at Troy Tuning. Um, yeah, we're really really ready for conference play here in the Big Twelve. I know some of the the non-con matchups in the beginning of the year are are very hype filled, and you get all pumped up because it might be you know a future tournament matchup. But this is the real nitty-gritty. You get into league play, and everything goes out the door, and it's so much fun. Um, just really, really interested to see if Houston can hold up playing tougher games over and over again. Because they look like a hell of a basketball team, but for the opposite reasons of what I was saying about Arizona coming over to the Big 12 in football, Houston's not not prepared to play You know, Baylor, and Kansas in the same two week stretch that usually they've been able to, you know, concentrate on their big games and they've got a couple of buys because of their conference schedule is not nearly as hard. So that's the one storyline that I'm, I'm looking forward to in, in conference play. If Houston kind of gets checked, then we know that the big 12 really is that fucking good. And I fully expect that to happen. And that starts Saturday, Troy <laughs> when Houston plays West
1: Virginia, baby.
0: Mountaineers are going to beat them. There
1: you go. First big 12 win. Uh, You can find me at rambling rush on the X as well. And Instagram Um, and the Ryan and Rush Show will be going live here at the the top of the hour. Discuss our 2024 expectations for this West Virginia football team. Yeah.
0: Basically carried over the conversation. So go go check out the Ryan and rush show. Uh, I'll be back here a little bit after that on the college basketball show. Got my ship fixed. You're ready to rock and roll. We're stretch run here to March. Uh, Good luck, everybody. We'll see you Friday on the Big 12 Experience. We'll see you on the Ryan and Russ Show here in 20. And we are out of here.
2: One last time.
0: Didn't do it this time. I
1: have a new camera.